sitting here um, with unbelievable excitement because there's people moving in next door. Uh, it's complete coincidence I happen to sit down and do this. Uh, they've been moving in since uh, yesterday. Of course I can't say anything about it on here, but um, it's just very exciting. <laughs> there's lots of talking going on and I can't see who's talking, which is a bit frustrating, but anyway. Welcome to uh, episode 115 of Mr. Burt Pods. Well, obviously, it's been an event for three weeks. I can't really um, concentrate very well on this because there's so much going. There's so much going on outside. I'm having to do this now, um, and I'm not just doing it because I'm moving in. Because I've my job finished on Saturday, and um, I'm hoping. Well, as far as I'm aware, I have a job on the next show, which starts tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be follow spotting. Um, but uh, the producers don't seem to be terribly organised and uh, I've no idea when. I'm just having to wait for a call to go in. Um, so it's uh, not a theatrical production. It's slightly different from uh, what I'm normally used to. And it's a very sophisticated fuller spot. So instead of actually holding the light itself and moving it around, apparently I'm going to be operating a joystick, uh, which then operates a sort of a moving light. Uh, but there we go. We'll see how that goes. So, um, yeah, I've had a terrible morning, actually. I had, I had an awful... I've been... Since I got back off holiday, um, there's a cat lying next to me with a tail just going backwards and forwards like a pendulum. She's in a really bad mood because um, she's supposed to be eating pills. I'll come to that later. Um, since I got back off holiday, I've been a bit... Uh, stressed not overstressed just a little bit stressed because we've had ill cat uh, potential no work uh, and i think i just probably slept a bit too much on holiday and didn't get any exercise uh, and i'm paying for it now it was a lovely holiday I'm not complaining but um i tried to do a bit of yoga this morning and uh i couldn't feel any love in my downward facing dog uh, as as adrian was uh, asking me to do uh, and the trouble is with YouTube, if, if you don't turn up to a class, if I don't turn up to a class, um, I flip around on YouTube. I just, you know, I don't sort of stick with it. Whereas if you turn up to a class, you've got to obviously get through the class. You have to. But, um, so that was all that. And then I went for a run and that was just awful because um, it was extremely traumatic. Um, what happened first? Well, first of all, Strava didn't work. Uh, that kept fucking faffing around and stopping and starting stopping and starting then my uh, i was listening to the fortunately podcast that stopped started stopped started stopped started uh, then i was aware i wanted to go to the toilet and that's always a bad sign bearing in mind i was completely exhausted after about 10 seconds of running because i haven't been running for three weeks uh, and as long as that's probably nearly four weeks um then for reasons only unknown to myself, I waited two pairs of shorts. Now I started doing the two pairs of shorts thing in the winter just for a bit of warmth. For some reason I've not stopped it. I don't don't ask me why. So I've got a pair of sort of very long speedo swim I think they're actually swimming trunks that have lost their um cord underneath a pair of, sort of cotton shorts that have got pockets where I keep my keys and my phone that I'm listening to things on. And um that cotton pair of shorts are now so old they're starting to just give up slightly and the, oh, that tail is just driving me absolutely mad um she always starts when i start talking 
I wonder what the connection is. And um, anyway, the the bit where the cord goes into the uh, waistband is ripped, and so they're all a bit all over the place and quite difficult to tie up. Um, I managed to tie them up fine. I was aware, having got through the uh, farting row technology and awareness that I want to go to the toilet, that my shorts were starting to slip uh, and slip. And I thought, well, I might just about get away with it. 30 seconds later, uh, I felt round the back and realised, uh, fortunately, my T-shirt was covering them up, but basically they were nearly underneath my backside. Um, so uh, I had to stop for the umpteenth time and pull them up. Uh, and tighten them up again. Then I start, ran across playing field and realised something was, still didn't feel right. Uh, and it was because what had happened was the uh, the underneath pair of shorts had slid down as well, but I hadn't, I hadn't pulled them up. So they were down, the outer shorts were up, and it was getting extremely uncomfortable. Um, I was then in the dilemma, do I um, pull it all up in the middle of a field because of course it was a nice day it's bank holidays there's people around or do i go into the woods where i was heading and look seedy so i opted for the section option i don't know why and uh managed to flap around and get them up and of course a dog walker walked past just as i was adjusting everything so uh that oh, just got really traumatic and then i thought i had a stone in my shoe and i just was so fed up at that point because i'd stopped and started so many times uh, I thought I was just going to run with it anyway. It wasn't. It was a nail that was cutting into my side of my toe, uh, which I found when I got home. So um, then uh, also I think I knocked my glasses uh, this morning and battling into uh, my T-shirt and I think I might have bent them slightly. So my optician is actually on vaguely on route of my run so I was very pleased that because my glasses were sliding down my nose constantly and feeling wonky at the same time uh, on top of the fact I had a hurting toe and was wanting to go to the toilet uh, and of course it was flipping bank holiday so they were closed uh, so that went down really well so I managed to do the whole run in 34 minutes I don't know how that happened actually um, it was just a complete disaster I'm so unfit, can't tell you. I usually actually come back off holiday feeling fine. Um, but I don't know. I think I've been eating too many afternoon teas. Anyway. Uh, of course, there's been the heat and everything. And I just, I don't think I've been, I just generally don't think I've slept well this summer. I don't think I've gone into a decent deep sleep. I think that's part of why I'm just constantly feeling not tired, but sort of lacking energy. And the tail's still flicking. So we went away, obviously, and um, so she, tail flicker, uh, had to go to the, I think I said all this, she went off to the vet, and the vet said there was all possibilities. So I got her in for a blood test when we got back. So my cousin, no, not my cousin, my nephew was looking after the flat along with a bit of help from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson down the road. Um, she genuinely, generally seems to behave herself, but I don't think, I usually give the litter tray a really good clean out after about 10, 15 days or so, and I think two weeks of that not happening, although um, my nephew was cleaning out properly, I think she got fed up and started uh, doing a business in other places. Anyway, that's all stopped. So, um, yeah, so she was all right. Uh, and then, so we got back on 
Monday, took her in for blood tests on Tuesday. She was absolutely horrendous. Uh, I've never had a cat who's fought the vet off in such a way uh, when she tried to get blood out of her. So that was a big success. So I had to leave her there for the afternoon so they could mildly sedate her to get the blood out. Uh, I got the blood test results on Wednesday. Uh, the good news is her liver, thyroid and kidneys are all fine. Then the bad-ish news, well, at worst case scenario, it still could be some sort of a lymphoma or cancer. Uh, it could be, there's some other things wrong. She's got three lots of things in her that are too level too high, one of which is protein. I can't remember the other two. Oh, of course, I've just shut the door so I can do this. So she's now decided that she wants to leave the room. <sighs> oh. Um, oh, I've lost track now because of her. Um, yeah, so anyway, so she's said, vet said, I'll put her on steroids, which, because uh, she's still dehydrated, still not eating properly. Uh, give her a week of steroids, which whatever's wrong with her will help. Um, I don't know if it's going to be cure or just help. But anyway, she said, contact me again after a week. And if she's improving, we'll keep going on steroids. And if not, she'll have a look at her gallbladder, I think. Anyway, uh, I can't believe, I cannot believe how stressful it is trying to get her to eat a pill. I mean, the pills are tiny. They're so small. Um, I tried giving it to her and I nearly lost an eye. Um, I've tried hiding it in... Ooh. Oh, this is a work call. This means... Uh... Hello. Well, that was exciting. Bit of cinema verite. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I've just had a call and I've got to be in work at six for a four hour call. So that's good. Uh, right. Uh, where was that? Yes, the pills. And she, so we've, uh, we've battled. Uh, we've hidden uh, it in gravy, in bits of meat. Uh, we've hidden it in butter. That worked because uh, she licked all, the, there we go. She licked all the butter and left the pill. Uh, I resorted to ham. Uh, she eats all the ham and leaves the pill. I've tried crushing it uh, and sprinkling it on food and the food just gets ignored. It's been on the uh, butter sprinkled. It's been on the ham sprinkled. Uh, she's somehow got some down her because she's actually better. She's drinking and she's pooing and weeing slightly better, although she's just done the stinkiest poo imaginable. Um, I don't know how much she ate of it today. I, I mean, I got it on. I gave her two bits of ham with the pill in it, and the pill was just left on the floor. And then I sprinkled, for the third bit of ham, I sprinkled a crushed pill on it, and that was just completely ignored. So obviously she knows damn well what I'm doing. Um, absolute nightmare. So we'll just leave it at that. So she seems to have improved. Um, I mean, she's so laid back as a cat. She's just like... And then you... Go, it's just like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Anyway, so that's all that. So that's where we are with her. Uh, so that's been all a bit stressful. So I'm a little less stressed now because I know I've got a job tonight. Um, so I'm hoping, I mean, I haven't officially been told I've got a job with it, but as I've got a call, I presume I'm, they've 
said I can do it and I'm on it. It's on for five weeks. Uh, unfortunately, it's another flipping Sunday. Uh, and then I'm hoping to get the show after that, which is back to being a play, and that's going to be on Sundays as well. So it's going to be Sundays from now on until Christmas, which is hugely irritating. Uh, so, see ice cream there. Um, I think people moving in have gone away again. So um, there's a lot of background noise because I've got the window open. So um, I think that's all the news. Uh, yeah, so the, the, most of this week's just been cat-centred. And, um, oh, that's the phone again. It's just like life on the edge. You don't often get such exciting podcasts, do you? Right, so that was the uh, person I drop share with who's uh, also going to be doing it this evening. I mean, honestly, calling you at 2 o'clock for a 6 o'clock start is just unbelievable, but there we go. Um, so we had a nice holiday. Uh, I can't really remember it, to be honest. It was uh, it was in Wales. Um, we had a nice cottage. Uh, and, um, no, actually, it was, very, it was, really, it was really lovely. We had... Um, it was called the site. We had quite an exciting journey there. We were very late. Uh, surprisingly, we set off very late. Fortunately, we'd had the car service the day before, so we knew the car was going to be all right. Um, it's not too far. I think it's a three-hour journey. It took us about eight hours. And um, it was just about light when we got there. I'm, I'm not making any points here whatsoever. And um, it was called the Cider House. So basically, the owners, who were absolutely lovely, uh, and actually came originally from not far from where uh, I live. Um, they've got a cottage. So it used to be like a little farm with uh, with sort of workings around it. So there was a, a cider press, which was where we were staying, the outhouse called the Cider Barn. And then I think there was a little stables, um, and there was something else. So they basically had um, they'd extended their cottage a little bit, which was the the main middle building for themselves. Then the side house was ours. There's, they had another building which used to be something else, which they're going to convert into accommodation as well. And then they've got some there's the stables which uh, they can't convert. So it was sort of it wasn't a massive area but it was sort of a little bit of buildings with huge gardens so the people before them because they've only been there right yeah people before them had been big garden lovers so they'd um just made these absolutely beautiful gardens that extended quite away from the house uh, and also had a couple of fields that uh the owners were leasing out to local farmers for their sheep and cows so um it was it was beautiful actually it was absolutely beautiful the where we were staying itself was a bit small it was basically a, a small barn that they put a floor in on i imagine the floor probably wouldn't have been there originally so downstairs was a bathroom and kitchen and living room and then upstairs the full length was the bedroom but it was quite low it was because you were the actual roof um it was angled on both sides so it was very head clonking um, but that was all right. It was fine. Um, the only trouble was the bedroom bed was at the far end of that room. So you had to walk the full length of the room downstairs. That's had a turn at the bottom through the kitchen, turn left through the living room, turn left again, past the front door and then into the bathroom, which um, I think you can probably gather 
the point I'm making is it was quite a long journey in the middle of the night. They had little lights on the stairs that um, probably stopped working as soon as we got in uh, and also had uh, singing plumbing. So whenever we turned the taps on, we got very, very loud uh, singing noises of various notes, um, which was something to do with, it was at its worst was horrendous, at its best was not too bad, but um, the owner was mortified because they'd had it for ages, they thought they'd got rid of it, uh, and of course we appear and it's back again. So, um, and she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't just making that up, it was obviously genuine. So uh, we found that if we turn the, ha the hot tap on at the same time as the cold tap, or turn the hot tap on at the same time as flushing the toilet, uh, it kept the noise to a minimum. So that worked out all right. The downy downside really was that the upstairs, because it was in the, basically the roof was, was hot, and the weather was not probably as hot as London, but it was really hot. So I, again, didn't sleep massively well just because of that. But that's fine. And then um, she left us a lovely uh, uh, vase of flowers, which people can see on my Instagram. And she left us um, no, Barabreath. Sorry, Barabreath's Irish. Barabreath. And she also cooked us, left us a cooked meal uh, with a load of, uh, I can't remember what it was, I think it was lamb, with a load of various dressings and chutneys that she'd made from uh, the garden. Uh, it was absolutely lovely. It was, and, and a bottle of wine. So we got, we, we were left all that. Uh, and also the decor was lovely. She'd, I keep saying she, I think she was, I don't know actually, I don't know there's two of them. Um, they'd whitewashed the walls so you've got the texture of the stones but a lovely sort of white because it was quite dark uh, the windows weren't that big lovely white uh, walls and then she just got not too much furniture a lot of it was mid-century so a really nice urkel sofa upstairs um, a chest of drawers downstairs small tv very comfortable settee sofa and um <clears throat> a table in the kitchen and a table in the living room to eat at sort of a long galley kitchen and it was all just lovely I have to say it was very very nice and I think we're quite keen to go back so um, the only thing that was missing was a cat or dog um, I have to say there was one day um, I heard the owner talking to this the Welsh are quite chatty, it has to be said. They're quite Italian in their chattiness. And he had quite a loud voice and it was booming over. And I just heard him say, well, she's either asleep or mad. It's either one or the other. Um, I was slightly worried about this comment, uh, this poor woman uh, he was talking about. But then I realised he was talking about his uh, young sheepdog puppy, who uh, I later met and was uh, quite lively. So uh, I think he was, I'm not sure, I think he was one of the local farmers. So, um, so no, that was, so that was where we stayed and that was all very lovely. Um, I'll have to continue next week into the stay itself. I'm not going to go on about it too much, but of course we did have a drama uh, towards the end of the holiday, uh, which I will go into next time. But for now, uh, because I'm being called to work, um, I'm going to have to stop and get on with other things. So, um... I'll, oh yeah, of course, the, uh, needless to say, as you can hear, the uh, extension's uh, not finished, uh, which is quite a shock to everybody, especially me when I got back, and um, that's all marvellous, really. Uh, it's now, I think, should be called an official eyesore.
Um, and you can hear the builders there doing I don't know what. So, um, yeah, on that uh, cliffhanger. Uh, oh, God, I've got to think about work. Right. Um, television, just to round off. Uh, started watching... I was going to say Mean Girls, it's not Mean Girls, Bad Sisters on Apple, uh, which is Sharon Horgan, uh, very black comedy, not, all the comic bits were put into the trailer, uh, as usual, uh, and it's very black, it's about uh, five sisters, one of whom has a horrible husband, and uh, the other sisters decide to kill him. And then um, very, I'm not sure I'm enjoying it that much. I don't know. It's all right. It's a thing called House of Flowers. It's Mexican. It's on Netflix. It's a bit Almodovar, but not as sort of over the top. Uh, it's a family drama, melodrama, but played quite straight. Um, it's quite funny. And yeah, I'll probably get into it more, actually. They're only half an hour. Um, started watching Marriage on BBC iPlayer, but I have a feeling that's going to grind to a halt. And the other thing, oh, a Murders in Only Murders in the Building, uh, season two, absolutely fantastic. Uh, love it to bits. I really, really like that that program. That's on Star, which you can get via Disney. And uh, I read while I was away. I didn't read anything while I was away, actually. I have to say, uh, I read. Since I've been away, Eileen Atkins' uh, memoir, uh, which is brilliant uh, and highly recommended. Last, last, well, there, there's not many left of her generation now of actors. Um, so it's about a it goes up to the 1960s and actually finishes with her make or break with her, the, the production that uh, made her, which is actually in the theatre that I'm working at the moment, which is quite interesting um and um very funny and insightful and a, and, a, and an easy read and a little bit sad really because it's of a world we'll never see again but there we go um i'll be back in a week with uh, more news and it'll have the drama of the uh, the holiday no doubt uh wishing everybody well uh the weather seems to be cooling a bit although the world seems to be I can just keep thinking everything's getting worse. It can't get any more worse and then it gets worse. On that note of joy, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>